Welcome to the Bar Variations Podcast. Go behind the bar with me, your host, Michelle Duvall, as I interview leaders in the bar industry. We'll talk about how bar impacts their lives, what's inspiring them today, and take the conversations that usually stay in the studio out into the community. Grab a seat because there's plenty of room at the bar. Want a one-stop shop for all your bar needs? Over the past few years, Bar Where You Are has continued to evolve to offer something for every bar enthusiast out there. Through their ever-growing on-demand workout library, weekly live stream options, small in-person classes, and multiple instructor trainings and workshops, Bar Where You Are strives to deliver joy, accessibility, and a sense of community. Oh, and did I mention their super cute bar swag for all you bar babes? Head over to www.barwhereyouaresc.com to check out all they have going on and use promo code BVBWYA for 10% off. If you're a certified hashtag bar addict like I am, then you can definitely appreciate a bar-inspired graphic tank top or sweatshirt. Good news for those of us who can't get enough, Bar Goods Co. has apparel designed for and inspired by Bar. And if you need that extra little bit of motivation to get yourself to class, you'll be happy to know they use only the softest fabrics available to help you express your love of the bar world. Check out their go-to line of screen-printed goodies including workout tops, sweatshirts, and even infant onesies for bar addicts in training. Plus, they've recently introduced digital products including creative resources for bar professionals and studio owners to take the guesswork out of what to post online so you can spend more time managing your business and less time worrying about what you're going to post on Instagram. And guess what? Listeners of the Bar Variations podcast can use the code VARIATIONS25 to take 25% off their first order. That's code VARIATIONS25 in all lowercase letters. Visit bargoods.com now to start shopping. Are you a social bar butterfly or just getting started in bar fitness? Do you want to feel good and look good during your sweat session? If the answer is yes, you must visit fitforbar.com and shop their exclusive activewear and athleisure styles designed for your bar workout and beyond. From hats to bar socks and everything in between, each piece from this female-owned boutique has been bar-tested and approved from the best in the business. And with free domestic shipping, easy returns, and a buy-now-pay-later option, fitforbar.com provides an online shopping experience fit for a bar queen. So go ahead and treat yourself to some new apparel from fitforbar.com. You deserve it. Happy shopping. All right, Bar Variations podcast listeners, I've got a great exclusive deal for you. I know one thing for sure, and that's that we all have too many grippy socks in our closet, but we can't get enough. So (laughs) the Point Studio has offered you, the listeners, a discount on their amazing grippy socks. They're the next best thing from being barefoot. You get 15% off your order with the code BAR VARIATIONS. That's code BAR VARIATIONS, all one word, to receive 15% off your next purchase at pointstudio.com.
Hi, listeners. Welcome to the podcast. I am here today with Brittany Williams. Woohoo! Welcome, Brittany. Hello, hello. Welcome, welcome. I'm so happy to have you here today. I know this feels right. It does. It does. Can you tell everybody where you're broadcasting from? Yeah, I'm broadcasting literally from my bathroom in <laughs> Portland, Oregon, in the United States, um, where, you know, I love it. I, um, I, I just created a reel. I've not published it yet. I'm going to have to do it tomorrow since you said that. And it's like all the crazy places I podcasted from. Yep. I, it, definitely my bathroom, definitely yep. my closet mm-hmm. under the covers. Yeah. If my, my closet car. was big enough, I would have done it in there, but <laughs> bathroom it is. Oh yeah. The acoustics. That's what it's about. It, mm-hmm. the, you don't need anything fancy. So if anybody's listening and they're like, man, all this tech and it's so fancy. It's not. We nope. are just like you sitting yep. probably in sitting your car. In <laughs> We're in your bathroom listening <laughs> <laughs> to us. So thank you again for doing this. We've been longtime followers and just supporters on Instagram. Uh, I'm so happy to have you here. And I'm going to ask you the first question I ask all of my guests is how you got your start in movement. Yeah. Wow. Well, um, I've always been active. I mean, as a, as a, personally. Um, I was very active as a kid in sports. Um, and then running is really how I got really truly involved in, I think, a higher level of movement activity, understanding the body. I ran competitively for years. And then about four years ago was when I very first started uh, bar as a client, not as an instructor, um, and truly fell in love with the um, how hard bar is, I think, and how different it was. And that's really what then led to me wanting to conquer the workout. And I wanted to know more in every class. I was more focused on what the teacher was saying about the technique than I was my own actual workout, which I think is always the biggest sign that you want to become an instructor. Um, And now, you know, I've been instructing for four years now, and I can't imagine not having movement as part of my career and my life, because I think what started as, you know, a mental release, you know, as in college turned into a passion. You were a competitive runner, like track in college, correct? Yep. Yeah. I ran track and cross country. So long distance, 5k and mile. So, I mean, I'm, I have zero dance background. I am not flexible at all. I mean, I am like a true runner in the sense of like, if I don't stretch or do bar, I can like touch my knees. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, those spread. hamstrings are ready. Right. Those, my hamstrings are ready to like run a mile at any given time. Um, so like, it does not come natural for me to be fluid at all. It is natural for me to run straight and do wide left turns on a track. That's about it. There you, yeah. I know what, what, what lopsided my brother uh, ran track in college. And I mean, it, it does coincide, right? Like a lot of times you think like, oh, where does, where do these interests come from? And, you know, track is a very independent, personal best sport. You're yes. always trying to beat yourself and your time and get better. And, you know, just the slightest change of how you lift your knee or the way you move your arm is going to improve your performance and your agility. And which is incredible. Incredible. And we see these like hundreds of seconds behind. Mm-hmm. And oh, I, I mean, I loved watching him. It was. No, oh, yeah. I, I can, I, I can fall in love with a middle school track meet. Like it does not, 
like I just love the idea of of just give someone a distance and see how fast they can get there. Whether that distance is a marathon or you know 100 meters, it's it's awesome to me. And I think that that's honestly why I think I like bar is because it running is so mental. I mean, mm. once you get to a certain level, I think that it's not physical anymore, and it's just a matter of like how long can you hold on to how painful it is to run fast and like. It sounds bad, but that's kind of what bar is. It's like once like you can see your endurance, you're right. Like once, once yeah. you can nail the, the positions, can you hold them for, can you hold through the shake and the burn and the, it's the same exact mental concept for me. Yeah. And you're breaking down, you know, to a certain point where like, you know, I'm sure in your track train, if you call it training, I don't know, training, sure. um, you go more when you're tired. They push mm-hmm. you further and mm-hmm. because they want to see if you can get over that next step yes. or level yes. of speed or strength or whatever it is. And, you know, and what you said about tight hamstrings, so many times we get involved in the modality and we're like, oh, we have to be this in order to achieve this certain thing, whether it's touching the floor or whether it's right. like lifting heavy weights. Well, if you didn't have maybe short, tight hamstrings, you wouldn't have been able to run that fast. Right? Correct. So if you, were, if you, right, if you were too flexible, like not always, like the goal isn't always to be able to do like your splits and your whatever. Correct. And, um, we get so caught up maybe in one modality or one way of thinking, and we're not always moving our body in different ways, right? Like a lot of us are so obsessed with one and say it's bar, right? And we're talking about bar and well, how much twisting are we doing? How much extension are we really doing? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so the whole idea of cross training, I think the boom of the boutique studio was such a beautiful thing because you could go to a place where it specializes in one thing and then go somewhere else and get mm-hmm. a whole different movement experience. And I do think that a little bit of a pitfall is that we then develop cultures that want to keep out other types. Yes. We want yes, them absolutely. To to yeah, us. no, absolutely. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, you don't have well, to. To be a dancer you don't have to be flexible in order to bring some unique experience to the table because everybody's body is going to be maybe they don't want to be more flexible because they're cross training because they're doing something else maybe they're an athlete or whatever and oh no you're talking you're talking my language right now like not flexible like let me raise my hand like I kind of laugh sometimes when <laughs> I'm like bar does help with your flexibility but like I'm a perfect example of I mean, I I could certainly get to another level of flexibility if I really wanted to, but it would truly require an intense practice and I think commitment to it. But I I do laugh because I'm like, I'm still inflexible and I've been doing bar for some time. Have I improved? Absolutely. But like, you're not going to see me probably do a split in my life. No. And I think like, you know, I leave hurt at the bar at the end, but this is a hurt at the bar. You have to be flexible to do bar. I want to know, raise your hand. If you're listening, who takes longer than five minutes to stretch in your class? Let's be honest, maybe 10, if you're really trying to like push your class into flexibility, but it's not it. I mean, go to yoga. Right. Right. There are other things. There are other things I like, I, I am surprised when I hear like, Oh, I'm not flexible. I'm like, I don't know what bar class you've gone to, but no one's lifting their leg above 90, if right. that. And right. you're certainly not holding your leg up on the bar 
all the time, you know, certain right. ballet based yeah. classes, sure. Yes. But even when I teach those stretches, they are only to people that I know can get their leg up there. No, oh, I will literally say in my classes, if like, if you can go further than I can go for it and I will cheer you on from here because <laughs> I can only lift my leg so far, a hot, especially lifting my leg forward. I mean, there is my range of motion is something that I work on constantly, but I think that that's why I love movement is because I can see myself improve day in and day out. And that's what it's about for me. It's not about, you know, doing the splits. It's not about, you know, getting my leg up as high as the person next to me. It's, and I think this comes back to what we were saying with running. It's, I know I can do X. Can I get a little bit more tomorrow and the day after that and the day after that? And if I just keep improving, you know, you turn around and suddenly you accomplish things that you never knew you could. Absolutely. I'm with you. I left this stage because I was like, you know what? I'm now at an age where I can't do those things anymore. And that is a-okay. First of all, like 22 year old me be like, oh, I'm never giving up my splits. Yeah. I had a baby and I was like, no, I'm good. I don't, <laughs> it was not a place I wanted to go because I had a just yeah. very, it was great for delivering a baby. It was awesome. But I also needed to like get it back together yeah. because, um, but it's also hard, I think, cause I can understand that. Like I'm sure, and I'm not a dancer, so I don't want to speak for dancers, but I think it is part of your identity and to suddenly give that up and certainly you as as an as instructor have have you're still holding on to part of it but I think that's how I was as a runner like when I decided to stop running competitively and stop racing it, it was like okay I am closing the door to a massive chapter of my life and it took it was a bit of an identity crisis for a while a hundred percent anybody that takes something that you've been doing say through middle school at the earth, right? Earliest, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Track, even through high school, you're, you're a teenager. It's such a formidable time in your life. And then to do it through your entire teens, through college, let's be honest, you're 19, right. 19, right? barely a little adult by the time you come out. <laughs> and it's like, oh now, oh, now I have to sit down all day? I don't yeah, get to like have coffee with a friend between my shift of shift I don't right like the whole just maneuvering through your day like yes it stops a lot in college for most people because they're not doing sports and you're you're sitting all of a sudden it kind of trains you for that sedentary life unfortunately right but the whole like social aspect of like walking in between classes or like you got a break or whatever and it is such a shock such a shock and I feel like I missed out a little bit of it. I felt like I had more freedom after college because I was dancing so much in college. Yeah, I felt I the like, same way about running. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're like, here. The four years after college were more like the college experience than <laughs> my actual time in college. Like, I know, I was like, I didn't drink during the week. I was like, right. how do people no. drink on Friday and Saturday? Right, no. It's not a not. holiday. I, was I like, had 6 a.m. like practice that wasn't happening oh yeah I only had to do I always tell the story I only had to do uh one Shanae turn like down the floor uh hungover to never have to do that again I was like, <laughs> whoa I was like uh, luckily I saw my teacher out the same night so like he was also a little bit mm. like mm, I was like I saw you too and he's like go home he's like, just funny. go home and we won't that talk about it <laughs> it was it. great so you discovered Barb 
post-college? Was it like soon after oh, yeah. or like? No, way after. Yeah. I mean, I was 28. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm doing some easy Basketball. math in my head. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, 27, 28. I mean, I, I, so it had been running. I've ran my whole entire life. I've never stopped. That has stayed consistent. Um, and then when I left college, I started when I say weightlifting, I mean, I just lifted weights in like my basement. I mean, I'm not like anything worth writing home about, but traditional strength training is what I'll say I did. Um, ironically, I did uh, the sweat app for a while, which wasn't yes. an app back then. It was a PDF. BBG was, BBG. A, P- <laughs> was a PDF that I was one of those people who got it for free, which Kayla, I'm sorry to, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry to say that, but a friend just forwarded it to me and I printed it off and I did her program for a while. Um, And then I just bounced around with a bunch of different things. And then when I moved to Portland, like I said, around when I was 27, 28, I, I have rheumatoid arthritis and I had just beaten my, my body up. Running is an extremely high impact sport, especially when you're going long distance. I mean, I'm running you know, anywhere from five to 15 miles every day. And it just, my body needed a break. So I decided to get class pass and I literally tried every single workout that Portland had to offer. Um, you know, kickboxing, spinning, Pilates, bar, Zumba. I mean, I tried, I don't actually know if I tried Zumba, but I tried everything. Uh, and the minute I went into bar, I, I loved it. I was obsessed with the fact that it felt like running, kind of like I said earlier, where I could get, I can see where, what I had to work on. I kind of understood what I needed to do to get there. And I could understand that if I did this consistently, that I would get better. Mm-hmm. And I was, I loved the music. I loved the the connection to music. And um, it's, it's strange. I mean, so many of my friends are like, bar, like you are the least dancer graceful you aren't like all of the stereotypes that exist in bar is what I am not in almost every single shape shape and way (laughs) um and so I think that I loved it immediately and I um became a member at a local bar studio and I have pretty much done bar almost every day I mean certainly I've taken breaks but I mean more days than not since then and and it's been it's totally transformed my life it's opened up metaphorical doors just in terms of what bar has taught me about letting yourself be a beginner and letting yourself learn and then going from there Mm -hmm. I mean I have taken that lesson and applied it to so many things in life but um yeah I mean I was truly when I say like I was truly just a normal customer walking in the door with zero background, zero intention. Like I said, I could barely touch my knees. Um, that's kind of how I approached bar and I kind of just grew from there. I love it. I, there's something like with the music for me is what I love so much about bar is that it reminded me of like my dance. Like I'm not a cardio girl, right? Everybody on this podcast oh, listening knows that like I did track <laughs> for like one season in high school and they're like, oh, Michelle that's cute like <laughs> I, meanwhile my brother was like do you want track yeah. person and they're like you're yeah. not related and I was like well oh that's we are, but it's okay um you know I, I so it was more like sprinting in the dance that I did it didn't feel like cardio and for me the connection with the music was like oh 
I'm doing things that I would never make myself do on my own. I would never voluntarily squat. No, wouldn't do it. I would never live. <laughs> but you put it to a good, good song and suddenly you do oh, it. I'm dropping it down. World. Right. <laughs> oh, I, I, like, I like that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, how low can you go? Like, yeah. Give me the beat. I can already see in my son, who's almost one years old, like you put on music and he does watch me teach some dance classes and yeah. uh, he does one hand and he shakes his butt. Oh, that's cute. And I'm like, oh, you got it from your mama. You got yep, it from us, did. Like, That's too cute. But yeah, it, it's something for me, like mentally, like I have to be like in the zone. And for me, that beat is like driving me like yeah. to a place where I can focus and not really consider myself doing that kind so, of like functional yeah. training. Yeah. Um, but we need it. We need to sit down. We need to stand up and we need to move. In yeah, life, life is a sport. Life is a sport. I'm like, I'm going for a hundred. So I don't know about you guys. Oh, I'm in for it. I don't know if I get enough sleep to make it that far, but I'll try. I'll try. (laughs) True. true. There's a great book out there, Ikigai, and it talks about like these uh, blue zones where there's octogen, octogen, yeah, now I can't say it, all these. You can't say it. People, triple digits, we'll call them. Sure. Yes. I can't, yeah, I'm not. Oh, there's a name for them. I didn't even know. Uh, Yeah, octogenarian or something, octogenarian. I'll Google it. Something like that, guys. I can't spell and I can't speak, so they talk about these blue zones and they go and interview all the, these people and say like, what, you know, what is the common thread? You know, right. Ikigai is a Japanese word that roughly translates to like purpose, you know, living mm. your purpose. And, um, you know, it's different for everybody in all these different blue zones. It's like, is it what they're eating? Is it da, da, da? all of them do some type of movement, right? It's right. not usually structured. It's not usually like pounding the pavement, but it's just so interesting. Uh, you know, is it sleep for some people? Is it having that right. glass of wine every night? And I don't think it's sleep for me because I feel better on less sleep and no one wants to hear me say that. And that is not what the doctor will ever tell you. But I, I don't know if I get too much sleep, I feel awful. I'm a solid six hour person. I'm not yeah. ever somebody, as you can hear my son's crying in the background. Um, <laughs> we're leaving him because it's 8.15 PM and well, you know, it out. You know, he knows if I like click the zoom button, he he's knows. like, Oh, he knows. mom's no, talking to someone that I want to talk to. Sounds about right. Um, anyway, so he doesn't sleep either. He's a solid nine hour sleeper usually, except for when I get on zoom. And it's just like, you can read all of these things. Oh, I sleep amazing. Why? Like this, you got to do this. And I'm just never a subscriber of like having to do something one way. Yeah, right? I agree. Absolutely. 100%. Um, but so going back to like what, you know, taking advice from others and, you know, you read these blogs, like, oh, why sleep this? Like everyone will tell you like how to sleep train your kid and not, and even for ourselves, like, it's just not, that's just not the way it works. Like putting, we don't have a life that if we do everything, I know there's a lot of pushback actually in the wellness world of like the self-care, right. Of like trying to be perfect about how we're managing our stress and how we're managing which is stressful just to think about correct and it's like okay well maybe it's okay to be sad right now and you know what sometimes life effing sucks a big one like it sucks and there's no self-care and sometimes you just have to sit through it and that is a shitty thing to do excuse my language it's also (laughs) not something that people want to hear yeah. No, I mean, I think that, I think that like 
self-care should just be about being honest with yourself. And sometimes being honest with yourself means that you're going to have a bad day and it's going to come out in different ways. Like there are days that I just go through the motions with my workout and it sucks, especially I think as a fitness instructor, I, you put this pressure on yourself to have perfect form and the perfect laid out workout. And just this, you hold yourself to a standard that is unrealistic, but I think when I have a bad day, I just have to let myself have a bad day. And if that means I skip my workout, that means I, you know, half-ass the motions. So what? Like one day doesn't define us, you know, and it doesn't, it doesn't like, I don't know. We're not, I'm not training for the Olympics here. Like what I'm training for your hundred years. Like you said, for sure. It, and it's not, yeah. And it's not a perfect journey. And I think as teachers, we can like, take that and apply it to everyone who's walking in the room you know we don't we just don't know and all of that but um you know so getting into bar for you was like a really exciting thing and it's really like you were in it and I'm not naming names this is not like naming but I'd love to know um from your experience with a franchise and that's the top positive lessons and takeaways that you got with that experience oh my goodness I mean I think working for a franchise you are going to see so many different walks of life walk into your door. And one of the most positive experience I had was just the sheer community that was built and the number of people who I could, I think, refine my skill set around to be able to teach to a dancer, to be able to teach to someone who is their first time working out in 10 years, to be able to teach to someone who's pregnant, to be able to teach to someone who doesn't speak any English, to speak to someone who, I mean, the list goes on of just the types of women of all shapes, sizes, colors, and everything that I, that I met, um, that it is learning how to speak to women and learning how to listen to women is something that I think Mm. I couldn't get without, I mean, franchises just draw a lot of people because they've got the name. And and that was something that I I am so grateful for. It's a, it's a unique experience. And I, I definitely was lucky to have a similar experience in that of like my Pilates training early on. And being able to see people that weren't just my age coming and taking class. I think there's right. just such a benefit to teaching people that aren't like you. Mm-hmm. And then you can truly learn from the people that are in front of you. And, um, you know, and we don't all have that opportunity. Say like you're in a town and this is who comes and that's it. And it's, yeah. But it, it is, a, you know, a privilege and kind of an honor to be able to yeah meet so many people from different walks of life. I feel like I have so much personal wisdom meeting so many like women especially that have had different experiences from me that are you know, smart and that have different careers and right. I feel like I've gotten like such an education that way and I will also piggyback back that with people that I don't agree with people that say mm. crazy <laughs> things to you yeah and, and you're and- on a mic and you just have to <laughs> smile and say okay and yeah, or even like one on one, and you're in a yeah, room with other no, people, with you. and you're just like, yeah. Oh, and I always like, you know, I've always been someone where I'm like, okay, like short of like really crossing the line. I've had a, right. a few where I'm like, I'm, okay, well, you're 85. <laughs> Is this worth the battle, or shall I just not put you on my schedule next right. week? Right. Right. You know, 
I always take it as like, oh, you feel really comfortable and safe expressing right. yourself. Right. I'm not sure I enjoy that you think that I think the same way as you. Right. However, okay, wow. I like really created this place where like people just, feel safe to do that. Yeah. And it's, I'm like, oh, okay. And like my always go word to word is like, hmm, interesting. Yep. Or, Oh, yeah, I'm with I, you. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I get, I get that. No, and I think that it's, it's, it, I don't know. I just think that the confidence that I was able to gain by meeting so many different types of women, um, and just, I mean, I think back of just Saturday mornings, mm-hmm. and you're turning in 20 people a class, just back to back to back, just mm-hmm. learning the names and the stories and you know, wanting to know about people's kids and their background and, and just, that is just, it made me confident outside of just the bar studio to have conversations with people about who they are and what they need maybe from me or the experience we're about to go into, which I think really is what being a good teacher comes down to is like, can you meet this person? Can you deduct from what they give you sometimes they'll give you their whole life story sometimes they'll just say you know i have a knee injury and you gotta just figure out what that means you know Mm -hmm. um it just was able to teach me how to connect to people um you know and, and a lot of people consistently um which is great so great and then you went independent for a little bit. And that was kind of a little bit before the app, which we'll get to. Yeah. And what was your favorite aspect of that path of then being independent outside of a franchise? So, you know, I think I, I really was looking to be challenged. And I think that for me, you know, working for a franchise while great, I was being provided with my, what I was teaching. And so really when I quit the franchise, I just became a sponge. I mean, I just, I took so many different trainings and classes and I took, I think I've taken more bar classes from more different teachers in such a short period of time than like I can count. I mean, it was, it was a a busy summer. Let me say that. Um, (laughs) But it was fun because I think for me, I knew I wanted to challenge myself and I wanted to build something that was me and that was how I was actually training. And while I took bar, the classes that I taught all the time, I have this love of high intensity interval training. I have this love of more functional fitness, of strength training and of running. And I always felt like there was this extra level of athleticism that I wasn't getting in bar. So I kind of had this idea in my head of what I wanted to do. Mm. I just then needed to be a sponge and learn because I don't have the answers, right? Like, I think that I truly believe in educating yourself before you go out there and say, this is the right, you know, way to do things. So um, I took a lot of time. And, you know, one of the beauties of 2020 was that there was not a lot of distractions. I didn't have a lot of happy hours and get togethers with friends. And so I just started studying everything I could. Um, well, I like what you said the, before about your clients of meeting them where they're at and actually asking them, what are you trying to get out of this? And it mm-hmm. sounds like you took that same approach 
for yourself and hundred percent. like, what do I want to get out of this? How yes. do I want to do these classes and what to yep. bring to the table? And-, and you learn what you like and what you don't like and what you want your classes. You know, if, if I'm going to build something that literally is called well, now called bar with Brittany, I want to make sure that it is what I actually think is the type of bar and the type of class that I want to put my name on. Mm -hmm. And instead of guessing, I just wanted to go out and understand what was in the world. Um, And then, you know, I got to the drawing board of putting together what I liked and what I didn't like. And, you know, I went back and relearned the whole history of, of, I shouldn't say the history of bar, but um, my training didn't have a ballet component to it. So I think Mm -hmm. a lot of understanding what the actual ballet terms are, why they are that way. I certainly am not, you know, no, but they're terms. Uh, I don't know everything, but, but I terms. think that that like, was really important for me to go back and learn that uh-huh, to sure. be able to, while I truly believe at least in my, I think brand of bar, I don't use a lot of ballet terms, um, but cause it's just not authentic to who I am. But I certainly want to know and appreciate that because I want to truly appreciate the practice and and give respect, maybe is the right word, to the practice that I am I am teaching because I think that that's important to even if I'm not leading with you know saying demi point and arabesque and what have you, I need to feel confident that I know what those are and why they are that way. So I think that was also an important part of that kind of process of like truly understanding the foundation of bar. Definitely of entering into my own. Yeah, a true study. And it, I mean, it's like yoga, like not everybody uses the Sanskrit for it when they're mm-hmm. teaching yoga. Yep. And yep. it's so funny that there's a stigma around bar because of ballet that mm-hmm. has its own elite culture and whatnot yeah. and the terminology. And, you know, I tell, when I tell people my trainings, like it is a French word that is an, a, or it's an action word. And yeah. if it didn't start in France, it would be in English. Like, where, so it's like, <laughs> right. it would, yeah, plie That's would not funny. be plie, be bend your knees. Bend. Like, yeah, bend. It, would be, like, not, it wouldn't sound nearly as good. It would just be bend. Just be bend. <laughs> um, so with all of this learning in 2020 and, you know, the, the big great debate is the in-person versus online. And, yeah. you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to give a little plug for myself. You did take the bar variations teacher oh, training yeah. online and I want to know from you, like, what kind of surprises did you discover when taking an online course and whether this was your first online course or, um, one of others? Yeah. I mean, I think, um, it, bar variations, I was really driven towards initially because, and this sounds cliche, but truly because you go over the sheer number of options and variations that there are in every single bar exercise. And I, and for me, I, I've done multiple bar trainings in person and online, and I had gone through all of them and bar variations was actually the last one that I did. Hmm. And it's interesting because after all of that, I felt like I still needed Mm. there's like seven different ways I can do that movement. And I've now learned it like six times. But what I want to learn is like, how do I add on and I layer and I build the choreography from the basis, from the foundation. And I think that that I think really lends itself to online because you, you, I understand the basics. I really need that next level of detail, which I think you go into really well Mm. in bar variations 
Um, but honestly, online was so much easier than I thought it was going to be. Like I, it was seamless. I mean, it was like wonderful. You just get to sit on your couch and your PJs with no bra on, you know, <laughs> drinking a hot coffee or a tea, just, you know what I mean? And like, if you got a question, you email you and you answer. Like it's, just, <laughs> it's truly like, like there was no, it, it, yeah, it was honestly, um, way simpler than I thought. I mean, you got to be disciplined. I think that's the one thing that's difficult is like, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. if you're going to, you know, pass the test and and do the quizzes and read the books, you have to have discipline. Yeah. Luckily I'm a pretty disciplined person, but I think that online was awesome. And I did not feel like it, it inhibited my learning in any way. I'm not just saying that that's truly the truth. I put you on the spot. I was like, no, (laughs) (laughs) no, no. Like uh, all the listeners, I'm truly, you didn't ask me to say that. Like that's my true truth uh, about the matter. But it's true. You do have to be really disciplined and, you know, I don't love putting myself in this category of like, oh, I thought I definitely didn't think of any of these things first. I mean, when I first started live streaming, it was three years ago. I always like to say, I'm just like a couple years too soon. And then I'm like, eh, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. And then pandemic hits. And I was like, I've been and doing, Whoa, you're doing but it. I've been doing this. Hey guys. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when you said you couldn't? Yeah. Still here. Still here. Um, but I mean, it, it is, I, I love, you know, that you said the discipline, cause it's so true. I, I mean, I'm the, the woman behind the scenes. I do see when people sign in and I can see their progress and I see when people start it and I'm like, Oh, they haven't been here in a while. And there are emails triggered for that stuff, but like, right, of course. it does take discipline and I am guilty of it. I've signed up for all kinds of things. I have something in my browser right now that is a replay that like, maybe I'll get to it. And what you were saying, there's so much out there, right? And you keep learning this and then that, and then da, 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 da. And it is that aha moment of like, where is the threat? Where right. is the basic foundation there's a reason those exercises are in there in that order. It because mm-hmm. you could take the creativity tools, apply them to as, fifty thousand different things, and then create. Oh well, this creates that exercise, and it could then create this and da da da, and then it starts making more mental sense. And it, there's a strategy behind it because to me, it's not about the choreography. I at this stage in my teaching, you know, I've been teaching for over twelve years, and I don't. Yes. I, sh- I don't want to say I don't care. I don't necessarily seek out things to learn new choreography. Right. It happens. Amazing. Awesome. Right. I love, yep. Like things remind me of things. They inspire me. But it's the methodology behind the teaching, yep. the pedagogy, the like, there is a structure to a ballet class. The reason right. a plie is starts is to warm up your hips, to right. open up the back your ankles in front of the ankles and to start connecting with your inner thighs and your core and standing tall and so that's the first move so when people ask me like oh you don't really do a warm-up like oh it is in there it is in there you just can't feel you just might not feel it yeah yeah it is funny because people say that too about my my warm-up in the sweat app they're like we just go and I'm like yeah that's how you get warm like you know I mean like yes I can probably should add in some cat cows and some, you know, like yeah, some figure runner, some things out in there. But like, totally. I, and I think that's interesting for me too, on the topic of warmups, like bar it's, I don't want to say it's easy to get cold, but because there's not a lot of big range motion, mm. it is easy to 
get cold. I'm just going to say it. Like, I mean, if you're on one side too long. Yeah. So I like getting right into the work because I want you, I need you to get warm now so that we can sustain it. Cause I, if I never actually get you there, then like, there's a chance I didn't do my job right, which is preparing you for movement. Um, so it is funny that I do get some, some well, clients who are like, we just go right into it. I'm like, yep, we do you're a runner, like, you know, for runners, like, sure. Is there a little like start stretch, stretch? I mean, a little old school, I have to say, like knowing like what my brother took home of like his, uh, his routines that they had to do like warm up wise and like conditioning wise. Right. And that's when he actually started Pilates. Cause I was like, oh no, sir. No, oh no. I just went straight into it. You just run. You just, I just, okay, I just jog around the track. Like you're going to yeah. just go and you just maybe start a little slower, but yeah, correct. And so like, no one's saying sprint at your fastest right away, but you know, this notion that like we, as fitness instructors, all of a sudden have people walk in a room and we kind of like put them in a little glass jar and we're like, Oh, they probably did all of these wrong things and they're not safe enough to do this. And, mm-hmm. you know, they probably rolled out of bed, had a whole life up downstairs, wherever, leaning, twisting. Right. So to, to assume that they can't hold a plank to warm up or they can't start stepping side to side jumping jacks. I, right. don't, I don't prefer to warm up by jumping. However, jumping jacks are considered a warm up move. For sure. You know, so it's so interesting, like depending on where people come at it from of like, oh, I have to do like knee lifts. Like I don't, okay, I'm going to get scolded and probably speared through the heart for this one, but I don't do knee lifts in my bar, <laughs> bar warm up or any. Yeah. Yeah. Because quite frankly, like when you mentioned Zumba before as a dancer, put me in a dance cardio aerobics class and you will laugh so hard at me I, there's something that doesn't quite connect with like that's funny in my dancer side because I'm too choreographed and I'm like no no yes you, you, you didn't you, finish the eight I, 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 you need the like true structure of it versus like a free flow can't free flow I'm like no, no okay. like it's okay we all have we all have things we all have strength I can like I said I can barely touch my knees so you know we're getting there but it's like yeah, it it just always like makes me laugh so hard when I'm like, well, I would never knee lift to warm. That would just never occur to me like, oh, that's going to get me warm. And then I go into this whole like performative, like now I'm going to jazz hands to like add to my knee lift. Right. So it's like, right, doing things that feel authentic to you. And then. Because yeah, so for some people, the knee lifts and jazz hands do feel authentic and that's 100%. fine. And I think that, yeah, and that's definitely where I think you know, going back to talking about that summer of learning, it was just, I had been teaching one way for so long and I knew, and I had that feeling in my heart that I had something different in me. I just needed to then go and find that voice and that movement of figuring Mm -hmm. out like, what is my, what am I going to bring to the world? You You know, like, thank you I try (laughs) I try but um you know yeah so that's really what that was about and I think that you know you know I mean that that means that included a fast warm-up yeah it's (laughs) a hundred percent that's what I do (laughs) it's a hundred percent what it's about it's finding your voice as a teacher this is why I don't have master trainers I don't I don't want people different also different. I don't want you to be beholden to me and, or anybody else. And, you know, you finding your voice is a true testament of like, what 
can happen. And 100%. I want you to share with the listeners yeah. about the sweat app um, by Kayla Esteens and talk us through that invitation to be a part of this incredible oh. platform. Well, it was a dream, first of all, to just wake up one morning and I know it was a Tuesday morning because I screenshotted it and to literally get a DM on Instagram from Kayla, who is one of the largest fitness icons in the world. Yeah. And, and for I- those who don't know, Kayla started um, Beach Body Guide. So there was a time where people were creating like mini manuals of like, here's pictures and here's how to do it. And here's the circuit. And she was, I want to say the first or one of the first people that yeah, absolutely created this enormous community on Instagram and on social media. Uh, you know, the BBG community is still going strong and she created such an amazing, amazing community. So yeah, no, she, yeah, she truly, and, and I actually don't know how long ago that was when, when it first started, but I, I should probably know that. But um, I think that she truly took, you know, she was doing these workouts and recognized that no one was speaking to women about fitness and providing them a workout that was tailored for them and their needs, which sounds so duh now, you know, and and I think that she was one of the first to really listen um, to to her community and they responded clearly and and BBG turned into the sweat app. um, And now BBG is a part of the sweat app. Um, But yeah, so one day Kayla, who I have followed for years and just, I mean, just, I, I kind of thought it was like spam at first because like who, I don't know, she's got like 12.7 million followers. Like why is she texting or DMing, you know, little old me. Um, and you know, she said that her team wanted to reach out and, and certain, certainly of course I, I accepted. And then, then I think it was like a massive spotlight just turned on of just go, go, go of meetings with the team, understanding what their vision was. Uh, for bringing bar into the app and and really what I loved about our my initial conversations with sweat was the member the, their members were always at the table it was always our members are talking to us and they're asking for this and it is our job to find a trainer who embodies everything we believe in uh, as a company everything that our community believes in, but also can provide the workout that they're asking for. Um, And it kind of overnight just blossomed into, I truly feel like the sweat team, like the actual team at sweat is like, I've been part of that family for years. Like it's kind of weird to me. First of all, I haven't met any of them because they're in Australia and I'm in the United States and I don't know if you know, but COVID's going on right now and <laughs> travel's not really a thing. Um, and, but truly it feels like a family to me. Um, and that, that was the very first thing that I, that I picked up on. Um, and then I think once we got started, I mean, it, it truly has been the most surreal experience. Um, and I, I try to tell them as often as I can, like, thank you for, you know, giving me the platform to bring bar with Brittany to life. Um, and then the community is, I mean, I can't even, I don't even know where to start talking about the sweat community. I mean, I thought, I thought that I had experienced a big community before this is like the minute. Oh my God. I mean, the morning that my program went live, I mean, was 
a morning I will never, ever forget because just the sheer number of messages and women that I didn't know cheering me on, you know, saying, I took your workout. I loved it. Like, you know, or I took your workout and it's not for me, but like you go girl, like that just from all over the globe messages is in different languages. Then I'm just like liking them, hoping that they're like positive messages. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what that says, but like, thank you. That was me that day. But I mean, it, it, sweat has completely, they believe in their community. They listen to their community. And I think that it is truly an honor to be a part of because it brings bar to so many women that didn't even know what bar was beforehand. And I think that that was um, kind of nerve wracking for me at first, because all of the trainers that were on um, sweat prior to when we launched um, in November were, uh, well, there was one yoga um, uh, program, but it was more traditional strength training, hit um, weightlifting and you bring in bar and yoga and now Pilates and it's a very different style of training. So it was really nerve wracking to be honest, because I'm like, are they going to be okay that I'm asking them to, to literally go out and buy three pound weights when these women's are women are lifting much heavier than that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, are they going to look at me like I'm crazy? And some of them did, but then they took a class and they were like, I'm buying three pound weights. I can't do this with eight pounds. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, okay, a few, like, I know what I'm doing. Um, but it, it's awesome. It's, it was nerve wracking. I, but I, it's, I have no words. It's, it's awesome. It's, but yeah, Kayla slid been, in the DMs. She just slid right in there. I screenshotted it. So I'm like, one day girl. I'm going to need it. this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it keep it gets me speechless because giving somebody the opportunity that maybe wouldn't have had it otherwise to have such oh, a large absolutely following and to be able to be put, be trusted and mm-hmm. seen potential mm. like trust is a big word yes and I mean yeah it like brings me back to my performing days of just like man when somebody sees something in you there's nothing like it and let's be honest like not we don't always need like validation but we certainly love it when it happens and that's true yes and, it, and I think it's a it's a fine thing to have and it's you know somebody you respected somebody you were following and then to be like oh, me right like, right yeah oh my god yeah it was like and I it was so funny because I was so convinced that like it just wasn't real like I remember just like pacing around the house being like there's no way this is actually going to happen I'm like there's something is going to just, there's no possible way it could be me. And I think that that one thing that I I try to remind the members, I'm like, I was a member, like the sweat, like I was a paying member of the sweat app. (laughs) Like I, I'm not like, I wasn't this fancy. I don't know. Like I, it just, no, but it it just goes to show like it's, 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 it's truly inspiring. It just goes like stepping into your own will bring you places you don't know where you can go. hundred percent. You got, and you got to just believe in yourself. And I think that, I mean, the past year has been nothing more than just, I know I can do this. I'm so scared. I'm moving into uncharted territory, but you just have to put your head down and trust in yourself. And that's, I think why I spent that summer learning everything I can, because trust is for me, 
I'm the kind of person that if I educate myself, then I trust that the decisions I'm making are the right ones. Mm. Um, and I mean, hopefully everyone feels that way, but I, that, that trust in myself, that trust in my voice, I think is something that women also resonate with because I think we have so much self-doubt, mm-hmm. so much anxiety. And I, I mean, I fight some, some anxiety and stress constantly in my life. And I think that this has been a wonderful opportunity for me to be like, you know what, I'm scared. You know what, this gives me anxiety, but I'm gonna do it anyways because in this case, it's your, it's your dream. (laughs) It's your passion, go for it. But like being able to push aside that feeling of, can I do this? Or I can't do this, or I'm not good enough, or I haven't been teaching long enough, or all of these things that were just in my head of the reasons why I thought I couldn't do this, Mm -hmm. you know, and then having the sweat team behind me to say, you absolutely can do this, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and then watching it happen. It's awesome. And it's also assuming, like, I don't know why, maybe this is like the becoming the adult, right? It's like, mm-hmm. we just assume that successful people or people that have certain opportunities are so confident all the time. And it goes back to oh what we were gosh. saying about like the self-care and it's like, oh, well, I meditate every morning. No. Even though I meditate, I still have shit going on and I still oh get, you know, whatever the anxiety, the stress and all of that, like even though it might look like you're, you know, whatever, having a great day or oh doing gosh. great things. Like it just goes to show that you don't necessarily, A, have to have it all together. B, you don't have to know everything in order to share what you already know. Right. And it doesn't mean you have to stop learning and be open about that learning. You know, as teachers, we're always like, oh, I want to continue my learning. But it's also okay to be like, hey, you know what? I'm not sure, but I know somebody else that could absolutely help you with that. Or, oh my you know, gosh. refer I say that out all the time. Like mm-hmm. I, there are things that I just don't know. And then also there are things that like, I may think I know, but like, especially when it comes down to like injuries, I am mm-hmm. not a doctor nutrition. I am not a nutritionist. Mm-hmm. I have a very strong working knowledge, Mm -hmm. but the minute it gets to something that I am not qualified to give you that information, I am going to shut up and I'm going to say, great question. Go see someone for that. And I think, I think being willing to admit what you don't know is so important as a leader of people, because especially in movement, Mm -hmm. because like people could get hurt and you need to make sure that you aren't overstepping your boundaries. Um, but I, I think that it, to go back to the original, you know, impetus of confident, I mean, it just, I am not perfect. I am, I am flawed. I am stressed all the time. Like I said, I don't sleep very well. I mean, I've got so many things that like, you know, I preach all these things and I try and I try to as much as I can, but it's funny when I very first started my Instagram account, I would kind of do these like musings of just kind of like, you know, self-talk of, of believing in yourself and self-love. And, and it's funny when I wrote them, I almost always wrote them when I needed to hear that. So when I was in these moments of these lows, I would write like, what, if I was to call a girlfriend right now, what would I need her to say to me? And I would write that down and it would be tomorrow's caption because it's like the world just needs more good girlfriends that you can call when you're having a bad day. And I think that if I can be that to someone or if my, you know, little captions can do that, like, awesome. And if it helps just one person, then it was a success. 
Um, and that's kind of where it all started, honestly, is just how do I help people um, feel a little bit better about themselves in class and out of class? And I love what you said about confidence and, you know, working with who's in front of you, like you said before, you know, somebody that has an injury I never had before. I don't know. How do you feel? What'd your doctor say? Great. Let's work together to find yeah. where we can go. hundred percent. So where you can go. And that's a total different way of approaching it. Like, not like I'm going to fix and make you stronger. Let's see what you can do. And maybe that's something more today, less tomorrow. And having that approach as a teacher kind of freed me up to be like, you know what? Like, I don't know every- what you're feeling. I absolutely don't know right. what's going on inside of you, whatever, woo-woo wise or otherwise. Like I've had people that, uh, you know, I always bring up like this one client I had, she had um, spina bifida. She had no use of her legs from the knee down. So she wore, she could walk, um, but she wore mm-hmm. braces. Mm-hmm. And I taught her Pilates. When she asked me to do bar, I was like, uh, I mean, I don't, it's I don't know. Hard. We don't know how to do I, it. Yeah. Maybe she's like, let's try it. Yeah. I was like, I bet you figured, bet you figured it out. And we figured it out. And you exactly. know what? This woman could do more than some clients that mm-hmm. were quote unquote healthy. So she taught me like, bro, you don't know. And it's okay. Let's yeah. work it out. Are we going to be safe? Absolutely. Am I going to refer yep. back to like, okay, like maybe don't do this, this, and this. Right. Okay. Maybe. But then it's, it's just a constant communication and that's where the community comes in. You know, like there's so much community in these classes and and it's like, where do we get that? It's, it's the collaboration. It's the conversing. It's the, Hey, what'd you do with your kids? That's going to give you information of what they're putting their body through or what they're trying to do. You know, grandparents wanting to sit on the floor with their grandkids or, you know, I want to be healthy enough to run with my kid one day. I mean, not me but I'll watch him. <laughs> you now. will be running. I will be running. My brother will run. With, yes. Exactly. Yeah. I already mm-hmm. told him, I was like, he's got his track suit. Ready <laughs> he's ready to go. To go. <laughs> yeah. I think it's actually, it's interesting too. That's been one of what's really excited me about taking my classes digitally mm-hmm. is it's been a, a, a goal of mine of like, how do I recreate that in studio feel in a digital space. And I think that like, you know, one thing that I love about in the sweat app is that, you know, all of the trainers prior to this launch that we did in November, um, there wasn't as much audio as there is now. And that was really important for me when I was building the classes and in filming the audio for the app is that I made it fun because I, I wanted women to feel like I was there with them. Um, so I crack some jokes and I have a little bit of sass and I, and I, cause that's how I would be in person. And I feel like that has been a really interesting push, um, for myself of like, how do I mainly on social media now, right? Because all of my app is kind of pre, um, built, right? The workouts don't launch every single week. They're kind of, they are all filmed at once. Um, so it's up to me on a day-to-day basis on social media to still show up for the community so that they still feel the love of the thousands of women that are doing my program. Um, and it's amazing. Like, honestly, it's truly amazing that they kind of do it on themselves. Like I don't have to work too hard to bring them all together, which is great. They're awesome. But, um, that's been really cool to see as well is how, you don't need uh in studio experience 
which I was shocked by. I, I truly felt like it was going to be a bunch of individuals and me. And I don't feel that way. I feel like every woman who took, who takes my program is kind of taking it all at once. And we're all together and we're all in this, like, oh my God, did you do this week's, you know, workout and X, Y, and Z. And that was so hard. Or how do I do this? And, um, that I, I did not anticipate that I definitely, um, which has been really cool. Cause it, it something that I thought I was going to miss when I stopped teaching in person. Yeah. Um, but is I've definitely been fulfilled. Um, I think even more so just because we have to work even harder at it. So it's more fulfilling when I can feel that sense of community. Um, it totally yeah. takes the ego out of it. Oh yeah. Because how many times have we been in a situation? Oh, I have X amount of people in my class. I want to mm-hmm. pack my class. So there's 20, 30 right. people in my class. Oh, I want to teach on a big stage at a, you know, con or whatever. Conference, yeah. And that's ego. <laughs> Correct. Yes. But, you know, when you're alone in the room and to be able to conjure up that same community and even, you know, start starting bar variations, my goal was always to be 99% digital. Right. And then my baby and pandemic hit at the same time. And I was like, you know what? I may never go back in person for a right. long time. And a what I time. do, and I kept saying it the year before, I was like, I need more impact. I need less. It, I, I can't travel the way I'm it's just impossible. I'm a, right. you know, I'm a, I am a stud for mom that has a business, <laughs> but like it's, it's, it's possible and also impossible in certain ways. So, but I was scared because my ego, I was like, but I've taught all these people and I've traveled the world. And that, that felt good. That was just like stroking my ego because but it's honestly, Oh, sorry. I no, 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 but like, ahead. no, but no, say, but it, it just, that for me was like ego. And as soon as I got over that, I'm like, I'm still talking to these people. I've not met most of you guys online I've, or not offline. I mean, I've met right. most of I you online and yeah. it's amazing. And I, the conversations and friendships developed out is like, but I think I actually think it's harder. And I'm sure if you're an instructor who teaches in person, I am not mm. minimizing what you have done, but I think like I talk, I, I go back to that first day. And like, I think about when I have someone new, in my class, in person. And, you know, unless you're teaching maybe like a bachelorette party, you're probably not going to have more than five new people in a class, like one in a given class. The first week on sweat, to have 10,000 plus women take your class Mm. and almost all of them are new to bar, that was a completely different level of, 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 practice and of um skill set that I had to have the sheer number of questions mm. then the amount of detail the people would send me videos of their form I would have to send videos back of just how is the best way like my ability to communicate about how to do bar has completely morphed because it's all online I can't just get up and say hey what's the proper form for first position I can't just get up and show you now, sometimes I do. Sometimes I like awkwardly, I'm like in my PJs and I'm like, I'm just going to film this for you. Sorry. I don't know if you were looking for a video, but it's just easy for me to show you. I do sometimes do that awkwardly, but like it totally has revamped how I think about communicating um, around proper form. And it takes so much more communication to build that community than it does in person because 
in person, you can stay after class. You, mm-hmm. you can meet before class. You see them. We, and it, you're not seeing so many new people all of the time. But you're right. like on a first date all of the time when you run an online business. And I'm sure a lot of the <laughs> That's teachers- a great like, way of putting it. <laughs> Hi, my name is Mrs. And like re- yeah. recently, I'm like, oh God, I got to do more like intros and talk about my, you know, whys and all of that again, yeah. because yeah. I have new people coming on. And, and, you know, a lot of teachers jumped into the on-demand platform for their own community and broader and right. have realized like, ooh. It's a I'm, lot I'm only charging X, but I'm doing all it's of this. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of communication. I'm even now, like I'm working with my team of like, how can I communicate in a way that's better, that takes people through this experience or shows them where they can go next. And it, it's great. It's so it's important. It's, it's so puzzle, important it's, though. It is. It's so and that's, is. And that was big for me when I went digital is that, you know, I'm like, I want to answer every DM. I want to answer every question that someone has. And am I perfect? No, absolutely not. But I, I want you to feel, I want my clients and my members to feel like I am truly there with them. Truly. And they are your clients. And even though people are subscribing online to something that is pre-recorded, it doesn't mean there's less value, that there's less intention or there's less curation. Oh my gosh. It means that. No, I think I worked harder putting those classes together. (laughs) Are you kidding? And you have more after work. So I always tell people, you think this on demand or digital passive income. No, it's hard. It is way more. It is not passive. And, you know, we're giving the gift of accessibility and, um, you know, I guess accessibility is the major word because you don't have to leave your house. You can be in your pajamas. I I work out in my pajamas all the time now. And, but it just doesn't mean that it's less valuable. It, it just, your work is shifted into a different direction yeah. when it comes to that, like keeping people motivated. How do you keep people motivated when I can just shut my screen? You know, when I can mute it. You crack jokes. That's how I do it. Exactly. <laughs> That's how I, I crack a lot of jokes from class. I, um, I, no, oh, yeah. it, it's, um, it's, it's a blessing. I think that it, I think that digital fitness is, absolutely the future. I think that to be able to meet this many women and to watch this many women be able to better themselves. And I think that that's, what's also awesome is that like, they're the ones putting in the work, not me. Like, yeah, it's sure. I can say that it's hard, but like, it's actually harder for them. They have to motivate themselves. There's no cancel fee for class when you're showing up online. I mean, there might be, but like in the sweat app, there's not, <laughs> you can, you can just quit the workout at any time. Yeah. And you have to be self-motivated to do that. And I think we don't celebrate that enough in the digital space of like, it's so much harder sometimes to wake yourself up when you don't have your friend next to you to like work out with you or it just, and I think that Sweat's done a great job. And I actually don't even know if Sweat's the one doing it. The, The community of women have just rallied to like have their own accountability buddies and to make and to make it easier to want to work out and I think that's awesome it's you know it attracts it attracts their tribe right and I think it is important in the community the community and I know a lot of people listening to this they're in towns where maybe they're the only bar studio or there's not that many or Mm -hmm. they're the only ones or you know so 
I know it speaks to them in the way of like their own motivation and their own uh, journey of learning more and discovering new things and that accountability and that kinship of like, okay, like I don't have anyone else to learn with. Where do I go? And this is, I think what social media can bring like these mm-hmm. Facebook private Facebook groups or these making the world smaller in a good way. I mean, I think there's so many women who are like, I didn't even know bar was a thing. And to be able to bring that, especially a low impact workout like this, that like, for me, I didn't know bar existed. I mean, I knew, I knew it existed. I didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. And as someone with rheumatoid arthritis who needed a low impact exercise, like I try to scream from the rooftops, like you guys, you don't have to lift really heavy weight. You don't have to go into a gym. You don't have to do all of these things that feel so intimidating to you. Now, bar can also feel intimidating. I get that. But like, there are so many different ways to work out. And I think that that was so powering for me. That was so empowering for me. And like, that's why I'm just like, I scream that from the rooftops. Like you can lose weight, you can strength train, and you can do it with a low impact exercise. And I think sweat has done a great job bringing the instructors that they have curating a group of instructors in different modalities to show their community like hey like sustainability like maybe yes. you, you need a little bit more of this or a little and variety this. yeah no absolutely and I think that's I love just cherry picking and you know I've I, it's funny we just went through this what's called the sweat challenge and it's six weeks where the entire community if you choose to be part of the challenge is doing the exact same workouts the exact same time um and so I decided to do my program and certainly I've done my program, but I've never done it like from day one to, you know, day, whatever. Like I've always just, you know, jumped around to my favorite classes and you know, what have you, but I'm like, I'm going to do it from day one. I did it every single day, exactly as I wrote it. And it was fun. It was just so fun to do that one, but two, to also like take some of the other trainers classes and like, let me you know, try to pretend like I'm good at yoga and let me try to do, you know, Kayla's workouts are like ridiculously hard. Like, let me try to do all these things. And it just, it's really, I think variety is the spice of life when it comes to workouts. And I think that that's, I created my program to be a, a, I almost said a variation of bar, which is ironic because this is bar variations, but it is like my, my style of bar is not like you and I have two very different styles mm. of bar and that I love. And mm. I think that's good. I definitely come to bar from an athletic, it's a bad word for it, but like, no, I think it's the a best. Good, I think it's, it's a good word. It's an good, athletic yeah. version of bar versus coming it from a dance background of bar. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like it just, it's a morphing of so many different things with bar included as the base. Mm-hmm. And I think that it works really well with the community and sweat because so many of them aren't coming from a dance background right. or a Pilates background. So I think that kind of throwing them into this very traditional bar mm-hmm. would have felt potentially too far off to, too at <sighs> the distance. And I think that this yeah. helps open the door that if they want to take a traditional bar class, or maybe one day I'll build a traditional bar program, like that door will be open, but you got to take the baby steps to get there. I I love that you said that because I mean, I know like even in yoga or even in Pilates, like early on, Mari Windsor was one of, I think she was the first 
person who uh, did Pilates DVD. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, she like Pilates she's in LA and DVDs, it's so commercial. Right. She probably brought more people into Pilates at an entry level mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. Yes. somebody who was like a protege of Joseph Pilates. Himself. Right, right. And there's something to be said for There's a lot to be said for that. And, you know, the, I think there's room for everyone at the bar. But um, I knew you were about to say that. I could feel it in my bones. I was I like, I, I hear it coming. It's, I love a good tagline, but it, that's one that it's just it, like, it, it is uh, no, it I love so it. true. There's so many entry points of like, you found bar that worked for you and now even more for you, right? You've created your own. And, right. and whoever resonates with what, it's, a, it's an entry it's the gateway into the movement of your life. So we all can be 100 years old and figure out how to say octogenarian. Right. Boom. Like, you said it. Damn. <laughs> I did. That was great. <laughs> I'll never say it again. So but... no, yeah, just exactly. <laughs> but it's true. It's like the getting caught up of like being perfect or the exact or like, is this the right kind of bar or whatever? Oh my God. All of yeah, I stuff, can't. Yes. It, it's about the community. It's about pulling people in where they're at, actually collaborating with them on a level of like, what are we doing? How are we doing this? How can we reach goals that are, let's be honest, physical and mental and being okay with whichever place they're at. You know, sometimes people do want a better butt. Right. Great. Some people come to like release the mind. Great. And okay. You know, and they're not trying to gain or lose or whatever. And I, it's, I think our jobs as facilitators and guides and, you know, teachers, I always like play with those words. I'm like, you know, I can instruct how to do things. I can teach them about the movement and maybe how to feel it better in their body or maybe what's good for them. Teach them how to be their own teacher. And then I facilitate an experience and I'm just there to guide people into right. the world, you know? Right. Like, yeah. It, it, ownership. And I think that's something what online has done, especially in the pandemic, because we we're all forced to be in, online at some point and right. the onus of your own movement practice, right? Yogis were great at this before pandemic. You had practitioners and teachers alike had their own practice. You know, Pilates mm-hmm. was kind of like getting there, the releasing of the, just the one-on-one individual training session. Same with personal training. People would just, you know, functional training never had that air. Like you would just work out at home, do your thing, and then maybe go right, to a personal trainer or right. go to the gym or whatever. Right. But, you know, and I guess it ties into the boutique studio. Of like, oh, no, you have to come here for this expert Indian advice or teaching. Mm-hmm. And I think the pandemic did a great thing of knocking down a lot of those barriers to get people moving. Right. And to the end of the day, that's what it's about. I mean, it just, I mean, if someone turns on the app and does my class and has to adjust or modify every single thing. That's fine. I just want you to move. I just want you to safely move and I want you to have fun. Those are the two. If I did that, if you moved, you were safe about it and you had fun, then like my job here was done. Like, I think that it's less about the exact movement that you do now, you know, yes, to your point, if you've got physical goals, there are going to be some, you know, certain things that we're going to need to see to get there. But like, that should never be what it's solely about. The goal shouldn't be, I just want a bigger butt. You can want a bigger butt, but I also want 
to open your mind to what do we do with the, that bigger but no kidding. right exactly yes <laughs> but the, the, like to me and that's what like I I truly try I try it's hard to do this as a fitness instructor in this day and age but I try to lead with the emotional benefits first um because I think that we've gotten lost down this spiral of how we should look and the, like you said the influencer and just this like whole how do you feel today? How did you feel before your workout? And how did you feel after? Let's start with that. Then let's look at the before and after photos. Then let's talk about how many push-ups you can do after working out with me for eight weeks. Like, let's start with, are you more confident? Are you happier? Are you more fulfilled? Do you have more self-love? If we're, an- if we're not answering that, then none of the other stuff will matter. Mm-hmm. It won't matter that you have a good butt or that you can do 10 push-ups on your toes. You it won't matter. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. First of all, it doesn't matter in the first place if you're not happy. Right. Like you've got to be happy first. Yeah. So I think that I try as much as I can to, to kind of push that both on my social media and in my classes as much as I can. But um, to me, that's what it's really about. hundred percent. I mean, even like demographic wise, there's, you know, a certain age group them like in my in-person ladies are 60 and over mm-hmm. goals are different I love it I love I, it though I love it way more fierce than I, I have always I know them. I agree my when I was 22 and I started teaching uh the ladies were 55 and older and I was like man I wish I could do bodies every day <laughs> <laughs> I could do that too oh my right. god they're so much stronger than me but right it, you know lessons and all of it and and yeah it's getting to like hmm, what's it all about for those people and um you know it, it is so fulfilling and this is why we teach we kind of get like I don't know I don't addicted is the wrong word but it's just like it is our complete drive and why we do it it like gives us 100%. so much fuel of like cheering I just want to help and- yes I just want to help people like at the end of the day like, yes, I'm a fitness instructor, but I am a cheerleader. Like, I am just a cheerleader who is skilled in fitness. <laughs> and like, I just, I just want people to, like, fitness changed my life. It changed how I think about things, how I process the world, how I attack my own self-confidence. And I saw it generate success for me. And I'm talking way before sweat. Like I'm just talking like, you know, in college and in middle school. And, and all I want to do is, is show women that they can do whatever they want and they can be who they want to be and they can be confident and comfortable in themselves. And in some weird way, fitness is a really great avenue to learn that. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I don't know why, I don't know how, but it doesn't matter. Cause I know that it works. It, it absolutely like, you come to me and you tell me you have an idea and I will be like number one fan wearing your t-shirt and holding the number one sign. Like, I'm like, yes, you can. Yes, yes. let's do this. If everybody comes with like my coaching clients, they're like, I have this idea. I'm like, great, let's do Let's get like, it done. Let's get yeah. it done. And, but you're right. Like movement and fitness is that vehicle to get there for whatever reason. We could break that down for hours, but um, yeah, it's a metaphor for life. And I, I, and I think that's why when people experience that group class, it's easier to get there quicker I think with that kind of community and I'm loving seeing it happen online in such a massive yeah. way it's it's, it's amazing huge. um it's huge I could talk to you forever and ever um, I know I could talk to you forever and ever I love it 
again. You're another one of those people that I feel like I've I've known for years, but I actually have never met you. But like I, truly feel like I've known you for years. I mean, it has been a few years. It has but, you been. Know. It's been like three years. Like you're three one years, of my I think. Yeah. OG followers. Like oh yeah. And I love like I don't even remember my first like my like everything that I've like it just goes to show like when we get too caught up in like visuals and online and social media, I'm like, go back to like scroll back a few years. Oh, like, please don't I, scroll back a few years online. <laughs> please don't. I mean you can, but I'm just saying. But yeah, right. It's like, you know, the whole like, oh, how it started and how how it's going now. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I think I like did a gif and it was like how people think it's going and how it really like was going. Like I did like the <laughs> yeah. serene yes. lake and then it was like yes. rapids and I'm like, just so we yeah. all are clear, like yeah. I don't know. I'm like just paddling through to 2022. We're all in it together though. So my last two questions are my two favorite segments um, after our whole conversation is the herd at the bar, which we kind of did in the beginning, but if there's something else that uh, you've heard that you know to be true or false um, and you want to myth bust it or ring it true now, do you have another herd at the bar for us? Oh, another herd at the bar. I mean. You can leave it to the first kid too. It was a good one. No, I'm not. I got. I mean, I feel like I. I want to think of something specific, mm. but I can't. I mean, I think my. Here's one. Speaking to yeah, what you just one. did, people think It'll... that you have always been successful because they're meeting you at a point mm. of success. That's true. Yes. And then it becomes. Oh well, you know somebody must be filtering Britney's DMs. Right. No. Just me. Yeah. You're stuck with me. It's just me. Or even if you work at a studio, this can relate to like clients being like, so talk to your manager. You're like, I am the manager. <laughs> <laughs> I am the, I run this place. I own it and I teach and then I cry um, when I go home. No. But you know, so sometimes people think, oh, well, because they're running a business, they must be so successful and they must make all of this money. And we kind of get caught up of like, yeah. And it's also a lot of hard work and sweat and like grit. And uh, mm-hmm. it's, we want to present professionalism. And I think bar instructors do that very well. It's a very polished type of workout. And um, I think people can get caught up in that visual and kind of forget like, meetings behind the magic I think I got mine you you Good. dogged you dogged my thought process uh and I it's going to be more of a story than it's going to be a quick okay. one but that's fine uh in the app I don't know what I had for breakfast the mornings that I filmed but I'm like this like pristine like there's zero grimace on my face I don't know how I filmed that many workouts and just there's not one moment in the app where I look like I'm maybe struggling or having, or like having a hard worker. I don't know how I did it. The next time I film, I cer- certainly am not going to be able to recreate it, but I think that that's perfect. That like, and the same way in person, you see these teachers and they're doing everything and they're, they're perfect. They're perfect. How do they do it all? How do they count the music and, and correct her form and demo and get the lights and bring out the yoga mat? How do they do it all? How do they do it all? And I think what it is, is like clients don't realize we don't have it all together. 
in my head when I was filming, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, this is so hard. What's coming next? What if-? I'm thinking of a thousand things. I'm freaking out on the inside and, you know, sweating like crazy. You got lights <laughs> everywhere. Everyone's looking at me, you know, and same way when you're in person. Did I just miss that eight count? What is, oh, what is Sally doing over there? Oh my God, did I, what's coming next? And we hide it so well. And I think it's so important for members to know we do not have it all together. And there are days when I mess up, I grimace, I curse at myself every time I work out. Like my actual workouts look nothing like what they do in the app. I am a hot mess. My hair is a mess. I got, I'm sweating. I got boob sweat. I got a, like, I just, I'm a, it's a, I'm ridiculous. When I, I am not a cute person to work out. And I, I breathe oh. heavy. My boyfriend is breathing. I, yeah. I'm he says player. I'm really loud. I'm like, I grunt. I know. Yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> oh, I grunt. Yeah. I grunt. Yeah. Lots of that. It's not cute. I so I just want everyone to know yeah. her to the bar is that like teachers have it all together and that we're perfect and that we can do the workout totally fine. That is not true. Is not I'm true. a mouth, a big mouth breather. I grunt, I curse. It's bad. I, I used to treat my clients to, uh, I'm like, Hey, I would let them know when I was taking class, like, you want to enjoy me being tortured. So you feel better. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, come to class at this time. Love. They love. Oh yeah. It. They love it. They'd be like, can we do, especially in place, can we do some side sit-ups? And I'm like, right. Anything, anything. And I'm like, uh, and they're like, Michelle, that was not eight. That was five. And I'm like, <laughs> right. so yeah, they exactly. really like enjoyed seeing that. Like mm-hmm. I could dish it, but not always take it. And oh so, yeah. Um, it was, that was always my treat to them. I was like, you want to see me get tortured? Yeah. I try to film my, anytime I'm doing a workout, one of my own workouts and it's it particularly difficult. I try to turn the camera on. I'm like, guys, yeah. this is reality. Yeah, like, this is- I'm really sure I'm like doing it's so true after I had the baby and I was like oh god like I I I need to get like I couldn't I was like totally planning on filming with other people as bodies and I couldn't Mm -hmm. do that and I was like oh my god I like literally fell over I believe I'm wearing like cheetah shorts or something so if you're in the video library and I'm like I lunge the ground and stand up. I think up. I remember like, those cheetah shorts. Yeah, it's it's one of those ones. So if you want to dig in, um, I like full on like topple and I'm like, oh no. Are you okay? Like, yeah, but it, like my pelvic floor was so weak after having the baby that like, I was like, why am I, first of all, I just go with the flow. Like when I teach, I get an idea and then it like creates itself. And I'm like, what the hell am I doing? I can't do, I have like no pelvic floor like, right like now. Like it came out of the moment, yeah. Oh, and I was like, well, here it is, guys. Like this shit's hard. This is hard. I'm with That's you. Awesome. I love it. But um, love but it. yes, we're not perfect. I love that. And my final fun little one is the what's in your bar, your bar, and now it's expanded. All of the um, interviewees have expanded it to not only cocktails, beer, wine, but snacks, mm. um, self care bar, juice. I love bar. it. We've got. Smoothies. I love it. So what's in your, like, what's your, you must have, like, it's almost like the old, it was like Cosmo used to what's in your bag? Yeah, um, I love it. So what's in your bar? Okay, I like that. What's in my bar? So, well, nothing alcoholic at the moment. I'm not drinking at the moment, which is fine. But I'm drinking <laughs> so much tea these days, it's not even funny. So my actual, like, normal answer would be a matcha latte with soy milk, cashew milk, almond milk, some kind of, um, um, milk alternative. Uh, 
I'm obsessed with matcha a lot, like matcha. I can talk about it for forever. I just had one today. I literally, I gave up coffee. I think it'll be four years in July, which is like, I drink, I'm not kidding you when I say this. I'm not exaggerating. Eight to 10 cups of coffee a day. No. Like, I mean, yeah, because I drink like, I mean, I drink a lot of coffee. It's hard to teach like 6 a.m. And 5.30s and work a nine to five in the middle. Like it's, I had long days. And I long, I'm making this too long of a story. But I eventually was like, I got to give up the coffee. It's too much. I'm like, I was falling asleep, like at work. Like I literally would go into my car and like, it just, I'm like, this is a problem. Yeah, too much coffee after a while. It actually Yes, it becomes, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I switched to matcha because matcha is more of an even, like it's not as high of a high. Um, but it's a more an even, um, like kind of stream, so to speak of energy. Uh, so I'm love it. And I've been addicted ever since. Um, but that's my normal answer. Also, I'm not drinking caffeine right now. Okay. <laughs> I'm not usually this restrictive. It's Get for health. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a very dry bar right now for more for health issues than anything else. So, um, I have been drinking a lot of licorice tea, which I used to hate. But now I'm kind of obsessed. Like I need, I just, I love it. It's the bitter probably, right? It's like. The, yeah, probably. Um, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I, I was never a coffee drinker. Um, and when all of like, I also, as we know, taglines are my thing. <laughs> cha-cha matcha opened and I was like, oh, yes. I yes. was like, of course. You love I, it. Ha- I was you like, love I'm, it. I'm there. I want to take all of the photos in front of it. Oh um, my god. So I yeah, it. I hit the matcha bandwagon hard. I was always a green tea drinker, but um the matcha left like also my family is British, so like tea was a very much of a thing and tea oh, yeah. and milk. And yes. it was always like a treat for me because I'm like, it's like kind of like a lot, you know, and now with the matcha, I'm like, oh, I found my green so tea good. with milk. Like, game over. It's so good. So yeah, good. no, that's my tea is my. I'm a huge tea drinker. Uh, I I try to have my one matcha in the morning. Again, on a normal on a normal day, I have my one matcha in the morning, and I try to stay decaf throughout the day. But I do, I will have. I also love PG tips. Mm, PG oh, tips with like a girl. splash of milk. Girl. Yep. PG yep. I got that from. My college, my college teammate, um, she's from Scotland and they, she, she introduced PG tips. To me. Uh, so that would be not, my, yeah, that's not, my not allowed to have a home cabinet without the PG tips. My parents like, why yep. don't, why don't you have milk in your fridge for our tea? Exactly. Like, and then when they were like, you don't have milk in your green tea. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm such a heathen. Like, uh, that's amazing. Yeah. Matcha and PG tips. <laughs> This is my normal what's at the bar. And today it's literally, I have it right here in front of me is my licorice tea, which I, like I said, I used to hate and somehow love it. grew to love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much. And thank can, you. And you tell everybody listening where to find and follow you on all of the platforms. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at, at Brittany Williams and Brittany is spelled B-R-I-T-A-N-Y. Thanks mom and dad for spelling it a weird way, but that's no, fine. There's like 50 ways to spell, spell Brittany. It's okay. There is, but that one, it's a strange one. Um, but yeah, <laughs> at Brittany Williams uh, and you can find my workouts at sweat.com slash bar with Brittany. Um, you can download the app on wherever you get your apps, or you certainly can find it online as well. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you.
Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. If you'd like to write into this podcast, send an email to info at barvariations.com. You can follow us all over social media at Bar Variations. And you can also visit the website at www.barvariations.com, where you can find show notes, archived episodes, and more. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts.